Merry Christmas, everybody. So welcome to Epic. If you are new with us, my name is Trent. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And I'm curious this morning, how many of you are ready for Christmas? Okay, like the first service, you're quiet when you say that. Like, I I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more excitement there. How many of you have actually bought all of your Christmas gifts? Like, you're done. Okay, hold your hands up. Hold your hands up. All right, everybody else, give them dirty glares. Okay, like... (laughs) We love you in Jesus' name. We don't like you right now because that's just not fair. Uh, But everybody else, we have five more days for Christmas shopping so we can get it done. I know we can. I know we can. Uh, That's plenty of time, right? Now, how many of you would say, even though like we're excited about Christmas, many people love the Christmas season, how many of you would say, I can't wait for this year to be over? Anybody else? Okay, a little bit more excitement out of that. So there's a whole bunch of us that would say that because this has been one unexpected year. So we go back to the beginning of the year and in February, uh, we were all caught off guard by this thing called COVID-19 that we thought would go away in a few weeks and it didn't. It hung around. It's still around. Looks like it's going to be joining us for next year as well. Um, There were politics that were real crazy this past year. There was ethnic tension. There was economic struggles. Uh, Schools shutting down. Businesses shutting down. States shutting down. It has been one unexpected year. And when it has come to COVID-19, that's been something I think has taken all of us by surprise. And I'm curious, does anybody know what the 19 means in COVID? Anybody know that? I hear the, the, the mumbling. Anybody willing to shout out what you think the answer is? The 19th strain of COVID. Okay, the ni- there's a 19th strain. I've heard that. I've heard the year. Yep, so uh, 19 represents 2019. It was discovered in December of 2019. So COVID stands for coronavirus. Uh, December 2019 is where, where it's come from. That's what the scientists tell us. But my weight scale at home tells a different story. Um, I've discovered that the 19 out of COVID probably means we gained 19 pounds during quarantine. I don't know if that happened for you, but it happened for me. And uh, I was a little bit humbled a few months ago. I went to get a new suit for weddings and funerals. I'm, I'm most comfortable in jeans and a t-shirt, but every once in a while, if you see me in a suit, um, hopefully it's not for you because it's you know either your wedding or your funeral. Um, but I went to get a new suit and uh, walked in uh, the store when stores were kind of opening again and my family went with me and uh, I told the lady I was interested in a slim fit suit. She, you're, you're laughing. She laughed as well. So she chuckled and said, uh, you're not a slim fit guy. And she pointed to my son who was with me, tall, uh, slender guy. And she said, he's a slim fit. You're more of a tailored custom fit. And um, uh, I was not expecting that response. And I was not expecting that I would buy actually a suit from her that day, but I actually did. Uh, My wife said, you need to swallow your pride and buy that suit. So we bought a suit. Uh, Back in January, uh, before COVID got started, uh, I remember a lot of my pastor friends were doing uh, services at the beginning of the year to capitalize on Vision 2020. So they were going to have some big vision series, and uh, we didn't plan for that. 
And so I thought, man, like we missed the mark there. We probably should have done that. But now looking back, I'm so glad we didn't do that because whatever vision anybody came up with for 2020 went out the window by March. And in April, we're all going like, what's happening in the world? Nothing is normal. There's no vision that we're holding on to right now. We're all trying to figure out which end is up. So this past year has been filled with many unexpected things. And one of the things that we learned in this series is that first Christmas was a whole lot like this year. No one expected that first Christmas to happen when and, and where it happened. Tim taught us that Rome didn't expect for the Messiah to be born in a part of the world that they occupied. The Jews didn't expect, even though Jesus was prophesied in the Old Testament, they didn't expect that Jesus would be born when and where he was born. Again, let me remind you, Tim taught us about 400 years of silence from God in that time frame between the Old Testament and the New Testament. No one expected God would break his silence with the birth of Jesus. No one expected that to happen when and where it happened. And if you understand much or if you don't understand much about the Christmas story, it is filled with all kinds of unexpected things. Like King Herod, the king of the Jews, he didn't expect to be threatened by a little baby, that he would be so worried about his kingdom being taken over by this little baby that he didn't know where this baby was born. He didn't know how to find this little baby. He didn't even really know about the prophecy from his own people that talked about this baby being born. Even though he didn't understand all that, he was threatened. And he gave an order for all boys, two years old and under, in and around Bethlehem to be murdered around that Christmas time. No one in that region expected that to happen. The wise men didn't expect that King Herod would do that when they came to, to find Herod and said, hey, where's the king of the Jews? We saw his stars, it rose, uh, we've come from the east. And they didn't expect that King Herod would behave the way that he did. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had many unexpected things happen to her. She didn't expect as an unmarried 13 or 14 year old girl to have an angel appear one day and say, Mary, a highly favored one of God, guess what? We're going to radically change your world. You're going to give birth to God in the flesh. Okay, ladies, imagine being 13 or 14 years old and having an angel tell you that. Like what would be going on in your mind? Didn't see that one coming. Totally caught off guard by that one. Then imagine the angel leaves. What is Mary going to do next? Who does she tell? At some point, she's got to tell somebody because it's going to be obvious to everyone. So she's got to go have a conversation with her parents, her family. She's got to have a conversation with Joseph, her fiance. Imagine how those conversations went. Oh, Mom, Dad, got to tell you, something totally unexpected happened. I'm pregnant. Joseph's not the father. Who's the father? God. Totally unexpected. Didn't expect to see that one coming. Joseph didn't expect to have his fiance come and tell him that she was pregnant. And for him to, to process that, like, what does that mean? You're pregnant and you're telling me God's the father? Like, are you out of your mind? Why are you lying? He didn't expect an angel to come and say, no, it's true. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to marry her. I want you to take care of her and I want you to take care of that baby because that baby is going to transform the world. And you have the privilege of being his earthly father. 
Joseph didn't expect that. They didn't expect to travel to Bethlehem when Mary was about nine months pregnant. Ladies, can you imagine? You're about to pop, okay? You're about to give birth any moment, and then you find out you got to take a journey on foot or by donkey across some very rough terrain. Imagine how unexpected that was. And this part of the the Christmas story always is is interesting to me. And I think for years I missed a connection there. So when Joseph and Mary ended up in Bethlehem, there there was no room for them. And so they ended up giving birth to Jesus in a stable with animals. And so we, we understand that. But get this, that was Joseph's hometown. Most likely Joseph would have had family and friends there. None of his family members opened a door to him. They all kept that door shut. I think that caught him by surprise. I think that was an unexpected uh, welcome, or not a welcome, into his hometown. Now, why would they keep the door closed? It could be because all of their homes were full because of the census that was taking place. It could be that. Or it could be the fact that they found out that Joseph and Mary were propagating this thing that sounds like a lie. She got pregnant. Joseph's not the father. Oh, they're just trying to hide the fact that Joseph is the father. Oh, she's claiming, he's claiming as well that God is the father. So there's a really good chance his family members who knew him well, who could care for him in this greatest need, closed the door on him, kept it shut. So Mary and Joseph didn't expect to have to deliver baby Jesus in a stable, in a place filled with animals, Imagine the smells, imagine the sounds that were there as they were trying to care for Jesus in that moment. Then imagine the shock of the shepherds. They were, I'm sure, unexpected, unexpecting the angels to appear and to announce the birth of the savior of the world to them. The shepherds knew in their culture that nobody trusted them. They couldn't even testify in court. So who's going to believe them? They run around town saying, the angels have appeared to tell us that the savior of the world has been born in Bethlehem. And everybody's going to say, yeah, right. You're just a shepherd. Nobody believes you. They didn't expect to receive that amazing honor. We don't see this in scripture, but I wonder if any of the angels, when they understood God's plan, how it was going to unfold, that, that Jesus was going to take the form of a baby and put himself in the care of his own creation. We don't see this in scripture, but I wonder if any of the angels said to each other, didn't see that one coming. Like I thought Jesus would reveal himself in all of his power and his splendor and for everybody to bow down and be in awe of him, but for him to put himself in the position of being cared for by his own creation, that was unexpected as well. There've been many unexpected things that happened in that first Christmas story. And there've been many unexpected things that have happened in this past year in our lives. And I wonder what unexpected thing has happened for you this year. You know, maybe this was the year that you were gonna get that promotion. You know, you worked really hard last year at the end of the year to get that and and to prove to your boss that, that you deserve that position. And then the beginning of the year came and you worked really hard. It looked like the planets were aligning and everything was happening in a great direction for you to get that position. Then maybe all of a sudden you found out you got laid off. Totally unexpected. Maybe as you've been experiencing uh, your reflection on our time in, in quarantine, Maybe when we were in the middle of quarantine, you realized that not only does everybody else in your family have issues, but you have issues. 
And maybe all that time around each other, uh, so close, uh, raised some of those issues. Anybody willing to say you have issues? You don't point at anybody next to you, just you know, admit that you have issues. I have issues. My family will tell you about my issues. So maybe in your issues, maybe you found out that uh, you've got some anger issues. Maybe you've got some anxiety issues, some depression issues. Maybe there's some addiction issues that have risen in your life because of the unexpected things that have happened this past year. Maybe, maybe you um, lost some friends unexpectedly because you wouldn't engage all the political hatred that's been going on. Maybe that caught you off guard. Like, I don't want to get into all that chaos. And maybe the fact that you didn't get in caused you to lose some friends. Or maybe when you did engage the conversations, maybe you lost some friends because you weren't on the right side of the political conversation for them. Maybe you know somebody who contracted COVID and has really suffered this year because of that. Or maybe you actually know someone who passed away because of COVID-19. And through our church family, we're aware of a, a few folks uh, that have lost loved ones because of COVID and, and they're, they're, they're trying to figure out how to put things back together in their lives right now. It was something that took them completely off guard, something they didn't expect. There have been a lot of unexpected things that have happened this past year. Here's something that we learned last week about unexpected things, and it's a truth that we can hold on to and we need to hold on to right now. It's this. Unexpected things can lead us to the most important things. Unexpected things have the ability to lead us to the most important things. And so we've been discovering that in this series. And I want to show you another example of that from the first Christmas story. And it's found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Now, typically we hear a lot about the wise men uh, around Christmas time, but we don't hear much about that star. So that star was an unexpected star that, that rose that first Christmas and verse 9 says, the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Now, this was not a normal star. Normal stars don't behave that way. So normal stars don't guide people. And we're used to being guided by the stars through navigation purposes. But normal stars don't guide and then point. And then say, this specific home, not this town, not this region. You know, if you search all the houses in this region, maybe you can find the savior of the world. No, that star said, this home, this specific house is where the savior of the world is born. So that was one unexpected, unusual star that the wise men followed. And the interesting thing is, it appears that only the wise men could see it. If you read this story, the Christmas story, you don't find anybody else talking about a star that they saw. So the wise men saw the star and they followed it. And it could be that, that they were the only ones that could see it, or it could be they were the only ones who cared enough to learn about its purpose when they saw it. They saw this unexpected thing and they, they went, oh, we're not going to let that thing go, go past us. We're going to learn about its purpose and find out what it means. So 
Um, For everybody else in the Christmas story, they could have been a lot like me standing in front of the refrigerator door that's open looking for the pickles. Anybody else been in that spot? Okay, there's many moments I'm standing there, I got the door open and I'm, I'm saying, like, I can't find the pickles. I, I shout to my wife, Tammy, who moved the pickles? I can't find them. They're not where they should be. She said, no, they're on the top shelf. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the top shelf. They're not here. And she walks in and slides something over and pulls out the pickles. So there are many people in the first Christmas story, I think that were like that, like, hey, there's a star in front of you. What? What star? I didn't see that star. I didn't know that star was actually here. That's an unexpected star. You know what? You missed its purpose. The wise men didn't. The wise men learned about its purpose. And when they learned that this star was a king star, they followed it. They followed it to to find Jesus. Again, unexpected things can lead us to the most important things. But for that to happen, we have to be like the wise men. We have to open our eyes and learn how God can use unexpected things in our lives. We have to change the way we see unexpected things. And I think the reason that is so important is because there are some times in life we get so focused on our goals, our dreams, our vision for the future that we miss out on the way that God wants to use unexpected things in our lives. Here's just a few examples. After months of living in quarantine, the pace for many of us slowed way down. Now, I've got some, some friends that are first responders, law enforcement, medical uh, professionals, um, firefighters, and their pace went way up. But for many of the people in the United States, our pace went way down. So we slowed down. And we had wished, I don't know about you, but I hear people wishing all the time, myself included, wishing that the pace of life would slow down so we could spend more time with family. When we got that gift, what did many of us wish? We were back at work. Why? Because issues came up. There were issues that surfaced when we got that amazing gift and an opportunity for us to slow down enough to actually look in each other's eyes and have meaningful engagement, meaningful interactions with our family and friends because life had slowed us down. Then when it came to all the political and ethnic strife and struggles that happened this past year, instead of us like taking a time out and saying like, hey, let's really evaluate how we're interacting with each other. Like, let's really explore how we treat each other. Instead of doing that, there were many people who got more hateful. And we saw that on social media. We saw that, we see that on the news, like almost everywhere we turned. All we saw was was mud being slung and hate being poured out on other people. And we missed the amazing opportunity that this unexpected thing brought us. Again, unexpected things can lead us to the most important things, but we got to slow down. And we've got to learn to have the wise men's perspective and learn about the purpose of those unexpected things. Again, that unexpected star guided the wise men through all the chaos to something more important. And it didn't guide them to the fountain of youth. It didn't guide them to a treasure chest of gold. It guided them to a person. Actually, it guided them to a baby. God who became flesh. Now, I don't know 
If you've gotten so familiar with the Christmas story that that has lost its value in your life, and if your mind is still not blown by that, but our mind should be blown by the reality that God wrapped himself in baby skin, put himself in the care of his own creation, and then grew up and lived the perfect life. Why? With the purpose of dying on the cross to pay for our sins so that we could be reunited in a right relationship with God that lasts forever through belief in him and what he did on the cross. Didn't see that one coming. Totally unexpected. But we can't miss out on the real purpose of Christmas and why Jesus came and how unexpected things can point us to the most important person we could ever have a relationship with. And again, that's Jesus. I wonder for you, I wonder for me, whether we've allowed the unexpected things of this past year to lead us to Jesus, or have we been like many of the people in the Christmas story who just missed all those unexpected things and the way that God was using those things to point us to the most important thing. I'll be honest with you about my life. Um, So this past year, again, I I mentioned this last week, has been a, a real tug of war in my relationship with God. And I'll be honest to say that I have missed some of the lessons that God wanted to teach me through unexpected things. I missed them because I was so upset about our world being turned upside down. And the more I've reflected on that, the more I've I've recognized, you know what? I've been more upset about my world being turned upside down. And I missed some of those many lessons that God wanted to teach me this past year. So you know what I'm, I'm working on this Christmas and this new year? I'm not working on just wishing and praying that 2020 would go away. I know that sounds wonderful. But I'm working on changing my perspective, trying to adopt the perspective that the wise men have as we walk into 2021 and saying, God, please uh, teach me how unexpected things can lead me to the most important thing, the most important person that we could ever have a relationship with, and that is Jesus. Open my eyes to that for how it applies to me and open my eyes to that for how it applies to the people around me and how I can lead them to Jesus as well. Another powerful truth that we need to hold on to when it comes to unexpected things is this. Nothing is unexpected to God. Nothing. Does that encourage anybody this morning? Nothing catches God by surprise. Nothing. Uh, You know, uh, there is nothing that could ever happen in the world or in your life that God goes, oh, didn't see that one coming. God sees everything that's coming. He knows exactly what's happening in your world. He knows exactly how he wants to use that thing in your life. And you might push back mentally on that and say, you know what, does that mean God knows about all those bad things that happened this past year or the past 10 years or that he knows what's gonna happen next year that's really bad in my world? And the answer is yes, God knows. He knows exactly the bad things that have happened in your life. He knows them because they have a purpose. They have a specific purpose, something he's trying to do with those things. And it's always to lead us to something more important because God always leverages unexpected things 
to lead us to the most important things, to lead us to the most important person who sits above all the chaos of life and can guide us through any health crisis, political crisis, crisis, ethnic crisis, economic crisis. And I wonder this morning, do you believe that? If you're a Christ follower, do you really believe that? I encourage you to think back over this past year and evaluate your emotions of this past year your actions, your attitudes, your reactions, and process. Does all that prove that you really believe that God is completely in control and can use any unexpected thing for a really good purpose in your life? Now, I want you to hang on for just a second because we're going to make a huge transition here, okay? We're going to transition and celebrate communion together, and then I'm going to tie all this back together in just a moment. And if you're at watching from home, I encourage you uh, right now to, to go get ready for communion. You might have not anticipated you're going to celebrate communion uh, this morning and not been prepared for that, but we're going to celebrate that here on campus. And while you're at home, I encourage you to, to run to your kitchen, uh, grab something to drink. And like I said in the first service to everybody, it's, it's really early in the morning, so don't get that kind of drink, okay? So go to the refrigerator and, and get some, some milk, some juice, some water, um, and, and sometimes people get hung up on the actual elements of communion. Some people think they can only celebrate communion at a church or with church-sanctioned uh, communion elements. And I, I don't believe that's true. I don't see that in Scripture. I think communion is very symbolic of what Jesus instituted on that first night at the, the Last Supper. And so if you're at home, if you've got time to go to your kitchen, get something to drink, and then get some bread or some crackers, and I'm going to explain to everybody here how we celebrate communion. So at Epic, we believe communion should be open to anyone who's put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, whether you call this your church home or not. So if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus at some point in your life, or if you do that today, you are invited. You are encouraged to celebrate communion with us. And we've got six different stations set up. We have two up front. We have four in the back, at the back of each seating section. In just a moment, I'm going to um, read a passage out of 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to pray. And then you'll be free to get up from your seat and move to one of these communion stations to pick up the communion elements. And as you're doing that, just remember um, social distancing and give people space that are in front of you and around you as you come up and get the elements. Then when you come up, you're going to find that our communion elements are captured in these wonderful things that I call COVID cups, okay? All right, so uh, actually there's a wafer uh, inside. It's in the top. It looks like a part of the design, but it's not. And I have to explain this because as we've been using these, a number of people have been really confused in, in making communion a little bit more challenging, so I want to help you understand how to celebrate this and make it, it meaningful for you. So there are two lids on this little cup. There's one clear, thin plastic lid. You peel that off, it reveals the wafer that you can pop in your mouth. Then there's a thick purple lid. You peel that off, and then it reveals the juice. So during communion, if you end up with juice first, there's a good chance you're not going to find the wafer. I'm just telling you, just explaining in advance, okay? So if you're out there fumbling around, you're a little confused, you'll have half communion this morning, all right? So just peel the little plastic one, have the wafer, and then peel the, the purple one, and then you'll have the juice. And what I encourage you to do is you come up, you, you pick up your, your communion elements. I encourage you, 
to either celebrate, you can go sit back down as you celebrate communion during our worship song, or you can find a place to stand off uh, to one side and have a conversation with God about your relationship with him and how he's been trying to use unexpected things in your life this past year. So take a moment, have an honest conversation with him about your response to the unexpected things of this past year. If you haven't done real well this past year in your reactions to the unexpected things that have happened, kind of like me, just admit that. Say, God, I've struggled this past year. Like, I have not handled these unexpected things well. Talk to him about that. Receive his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, and commit in 2021 beings like the wise men who have their eyes open And when something unexpected comes along, we're not gonna have a bad reaction at that. We're gonna say, God, what do you wanna teach me out of this? How are you gonna use this to lead me more towards Jesus? And how can you use this to help me lead more people around me towards Jesus? So have that conversation with God and then take communion when you are ready during our closing song. One of the greatest ways that God uses unexpected things in our lives is to show us our need for a relationship with Jesus. That's something that all of us need. And and maybe you have that relationship this morning, which you should celebrate, but maybe you don't have that relationship yet. Maybe you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus. And I encourage you to do that today. There's no greater gift that you could receive on Christmas than a relationship with Jesus. There's no greater gift that you could give God on Christmas than your heart. That's the only thing he wants from you. So today would be an amazing day for you to start a new relationship with him. And the way you do that is you tell him that that you need him. You tell him that you need Jesus as your savior. You tell him that you believe that the purpose Jesus had with being born was to live a perfect life and then die in our place on the cross so we can have eternal life. And then ask him, make it personal, Jesus, would you come into my life? Would you come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior? And I'll commit to follow you the rest of my days. If you have that conversation with God this morning, God will turn the unexpected things of life into the greatest gift that you could ever be given, especially around Christmas time. If you need to start that relationship with God today, I pray that you would do that. You would have that conversation with him during this song. I also encourage you, uh, as you leave today and, and you get prepared for Christmas, I encourage you to carry this conversation on as you're celebrating Christmas, whether you celebrate on Christmas Eve or you celebrate on Christmas Day. Uh, uh, we've got on our Spiritual Growth Challenge, you can pick up at our uh, Connection Center. You can also download from our website. We've got our Spiritual Growth Challenge that has a Bible reading plan on it that involves the Christmas story. I encourage you to pick that up and then just spend some time reading the Christmas story and talk with other people about the amazing, unexpected things that happen in the Christmas story that led people to Jesus. And then make it personal. And say, you know what, this past year, there have been a few things that have caught me off guard. And here might, how, might be how God wanted to use that thing in my life to lead me to Jesus. And then ask them about how God was using unexpected things in their life as well. So carry this conversation on as you celebrate Christmas this year. Then before you leave, we have a little gift for you. We have uh, this little baby Jesus ornament. Uh, We would love for you to take. Uh, Somebody will hand it to you on your way out. And the unexpected part of this is it's not put together. 
Okay, so if you open yours and you get home, you're like, it's not put together. It's not put together on purpose, okay? So we did that because we wanted you to do this by yourself or do this with your family. And as you're putting it together and then you're going to hang it on your tree, if you choose to hang it there or choose to hang it somewhere else, I encourage you to be thinking about how God can use unexpected things to point you to the most important person anybody could ever know. And again, that's Jesus. So make sure you get one of these before you go. Um, Remember, we're not here next week, but two weeks after that, two weeks from today, not two weeks after next week, you'll, you'll, you'll miss the series as it starts. So two weeks from today, January the 3rd, we're going to start a new series. And in this series, we're going to focus on something different than what we focused on the past few months. So the past few months, we've been talking a lot about what's happening out there in the world. In January, we're going to talk about what's happening inside of us and our response to all those things that have happened. So I hope that you'll come and I hope that you'll be a part of that with us. Invite somebody to come with us as well. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for being here with us this morning. I hope you take a few of these lessons that we've learned today with you. And again, remember, God's not surprised by anything. God can use anything to point us to the most important things in our lives. If you would, stand with me. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. It says this. It says, On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, gave thanks to God for it, And he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's pray together, and then we'll celebrate communion. So Lord, what an amazing opportunity for us to gather this morning and to be reminded that that first Christmas was a whole lot like this past year. We've experienced so many unexpected things this past year, and they've caught most of us by surprise. And yet, God, you're not caught by surprise by anything that happens. You know everything that that happens and is going to happen. And you know the purpose each and every one of those things has in our lives. And so, Lord, may we be like the wise men. May we be like those, those wise men that came from the east following that star, knowing this star has a purpose. It's unexpected, but it has a purpose. And it leads them to Jesus. It can lead us as well as we keep our eyes open for those unexpected things in this upcoming year. And Lord, I pray this morning for anybody who's in that spot where they would recognize they don't have a relationship with you yet. Lord, I pray this would be the moment. They fling the door open of their heart and they say, Jesus, I need you. I invite you in. I believe what you've done on the cross for me. I put my faith and trust in you as my personal Lord and Savior, and I'll follow you the rest of my days. Merry Christmas. God, thank you for stepping into the chaos that we had created in this world in a very personal way 
so that we could have a relationship with you that lasts forever. We celebrate that this morning. In Jesus' powerful name we say, amen. You're free to celebrate communion.